The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well and you finally made it. The weekend is upon us here on a Friday afternoon in the Auburn Opelika area. Hope you're all doing well. This is the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds not the back. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. He is Uncle T-Bone Wade Bennett, who joins me as my wonderful co-host Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays here in the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. Happy Friday, Uncle T-Bone. How are you, man? Man, I am doing well, Jacob. I am Happy to be here. Happy Friday, everybody. You're almost there. Just go ahead and clock on out. Listen to us on your way to a happy hour, and let's make a good weekend of it. Is there anything to talk about? No. I mean, nothing. We're going to have a really hard time to fill a two-hour show today. Not. I mean, there is so much going on in the world of Auburn sports, college sports, professional sports, you name it. And we're going to talk about a lot of that today here on the show. But excited to have this guy back on, starting off our Friday show right like we've been doing uh, for a long time here. It's Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com. Lee, happy Friday, man. It's been too long, and I hope all is well. Everything's good. Um it's been a long week for me, though. It used to take like two days to do all my college ball predictions. I could do like a game in 20 to 25 minutes. It's taken me 25, 30 minutes per game mm-hmm. just to figure out on average all the opt-outs and all the NIL yeah. guys. Uh, yeah. I, I've never seen anything like it. I, and I don't think it's good. You know, we do hear about, obviously, the high-profile players. I don't know if you saw this. I think they came out last year with a stat that I think 60% of the kids that hit the portal never got an offer from another school. How about that? And that's not a good thing. No, it's not. It's not. They're not a lot of these kids aren't going to go to college or they've got to pay their own way after that point. Yeah, well, before we get into your picks, and we're going to be talking about the bowl games today, some of the bigger ones, how, how has that impacted you? Because, man, you've got to do a whole lot more research because this isn't – a lot of these teams are not the same team that we saw all regular season long with opt-outs and the NFL draft and all that. It's, it's just a longer process. I mean – I, I, I still think I can continue to do well and had a good bowl season last year. It just takes, you know, it's, it's probably at least double my double time for every single game. So wow. I had to start on Saturday afternoon last week, and there's still going to be some changes. I mean, you're going to see a bunch. Like, can, is Marvin Harrison really going to play in the game? I mean, you can't announce that you're going to sit out. I mean, here's a guy that's going to be a top three, top four pick. If he, if he gets hurt, he's going to go down 10, 15 spots, cost himself at least 10, 12, 15 million dollars. Yeah, I know. It, it really is wild. So, well, hey, let's jump into this. Before we talk about the games, tell everybody where you are, tell everybody yep. where they can find you, and how they can get access to your wonderful content. Okay, so, been another incredible year. We won again last weekend. 
We've only had two losing NFL Sundays. We won last night, probably the easiest that I've ever had. That was a blowout. First time in probably five years that I put a W. I'm very superstitious. Put a W by the game at halftime. There you go. Done that a long, long time, but felt pretty comfortable. Forty-two nothing. If anyone wants to get involved, what we have it's called Double Down December. You get the last three weeks of the NFL. There's 36 bowl games from tomorrow all the way through December 31st. We'll probably have selections on 20 to 23 of them. Everything normally 397. Last year we did it for 297. I lowered the price 197 dollars for every football selection from now through December 31st. And also, the UFC is coming back uh, with a. I think it's the strongest card I've ever seen uh, in the last wow. four or five years, from top to bottom. We have seven selections, including a very rare. 50-unit max wager. You want to get that seven selection. It's just $57. Both are available at ParamountSports.com. Lee, that is incredible, folks. Christmas come early. If you're out there listening, get with Lee Sterling. Double down December. The rest of the NFL for the month, bowl season, and then the bonus UFC for $57. Yeah, You can't beat that with a stick, Jacob. No, you can't. That's fantastic. I try to make it real affordable. That way, if people join up, they can, you know, hopefully we do well and they can make some money and then they want to continue with us in football, you know, through the Super Bowl or, or continue to buy UFC cards. And we're winning in basketball and hockey. Well, you can also get 10 days of selections. I put it up there in either of those sports for 100 bucks. You want to try out another sport? Mm. That's crazy. Well, look, you guys are doing it better than anybody. You are one of the best in the business uh, when it comes to this. And so uh, you've got some games for us that you want to go over for uh, some of the biggest bowl games, the ones that are relevant here in our neck of the woods. Of course, we'll talk Auburn-Maryland coming up in a few minutes. But want to start uh, with bowl season beginning tomorrow. Your first game of discussion, LSU and Wisconsin. LSU with the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback Jaden Daniels, uh, and they are taking their high-powered offense and their uh, lackadaisical defense to take on Wisconsin in their bowl game. What do you got here? So I think there's almost no chance that he plays in the game. Right. It would behoove him. I think he'll drop 10, 15 spots if he, let's say, tears a knee up or blows his Achilles. Their defense is horrible. I mean, bad. I am surprised, though, that that Wisconsin quarterback Tanner Mordecai did not play better and fit in better their offense. Now, I do think that this Wisconsin running game might be able to get it going. Braylon Allen, how under the radar is he? I think he's going to be possibly another Jonathan Taylor running the football in the NFL. Hmm. No one's talking about him this year. Put up his uh, third straight 1,000-yard-plus season. But because they didn't have a great year, he was under the radar. Started a little slow the first couple games. But uh, I think their offense is going to have so much success against LSU. And even though LSU has a decent backup, that line's way too high. It's going to go down at least three, four, five points. I think once he announces he's not going to play, and I do think it'll happen. I like Wisconsin outright here, 31-28. Outright. How about that? Wow, Wisconsin, winner, chicken, dinner, lead (laughs) January 1, Citrus Bowl in Orlando, 1 p.m. ABC. You got a high-powered or what should have been a more high-powered offense with Tennessee versus uh, maybe the lowest-powered offense in uh, the Power 5 football, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Tennessee giving up eight points. What do you think here? How is Iowa going to score? I mean, I made the over/under on them scoring points at three and a half. 
Cooper <laughs> Jean's gone for the year. Best cornerback and great lockdown defender. Best punt returner maybe in the country or top two or top three. I just don't see it. I know Tennessee has not been as explosive, but they also don't beat themselves. Joe Milton will take a sack or throw the ball out of bounds and live to fight another day or down. So I think Tennessee wins the game 24-7, but uh, I'll take uh, I'll lay the 7-7.5. Seven, seven I think Tennessee's the right side. Yeah, I just don't see this being a super entertaining game, Lee. I just no. don't know. I mean, I was just – it's like Virginia basketball. It's just boring right. and nobody likes watching it, but somehow they win games here and there. So, right. Tennessee taking on Iowa. I like your pick there. We're talking with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com here to start the Friday edition of On the Line. Let's talk the Auburn Bowl game as they'll be going up to the Music City Bowl to take on Maryland, another uh, SEC Big Ten matchup in bowl season. And Auburn favored in this game. Um, didn't get a great ending to the year with the Iron Bowl tragic loss. And Maryland, kind of one of those middle-of-the-pack Big Ten schools. Uh, tell us about this one, Lee, and what you got on it. So Maryland is one of these teams that they can beat the teams they're better than, or average teams. They just can't beat the best teams. They, were, they did not play well against Penn State. They were never in that game. But Michigan only lost by a touchdown. And Ohio State, they were in it. They should have covered. They were getting 18. They were winning, I think, going into the fourth quarter. Right. Lose 37-17, if you remember that game. But almost every other game they won. They beat Virginia 42-14. Michigan State 31-9. Only loss, really, uh, that, that, that shocked me was that game against Illinois. And just had some bad breaks. And they also got beat by, I think, like a 35, 40 yard touchdown right at the end. So, I just think that their offense, when I watch Tua's brother, they do well against teams like that and almost never turn the ball over. But against the best teams, turn it over. I like Maryland here. I think they're going to hit on some some big plays. And also, let's look at Auburn, who they played. They got lucky, I think, in facing some teams either at the right time. uh, Georgia uh, only put up 27 points but had 313 passing yards. LSU threw the ball on them and ran on them. And Alabama passed on them and also ran some, but uh, held them to 24 points. I'm sorry, 27 points, including that, you know, the the, the Hail Mary. But you know, other than that, they didn't play a lot of really good offenses or quarterbacks. I mean, Ole Miss was okay. Mississippi State was terrible. Vandy wasn't anything. Arkansas was way down. I think Maryland's going to win this game here, 31-24. Ooh, Auburn fans. Yep. Lee Sterling, Sorry. he's the pro, man. We're the Joes. The way I see it. Well, hey, you got to do it, man. It's just strictly yep. business, right? Nothing yep. personal. Throwing some shade at that Auburn Tiger. <laughs> well, if I, lose, if I lose one, that's one. That's the one I've you want to lose. <laughs> what's, what's crazy, I've never been a fan of this Maryland program or – uh, their head coach, Mike Loxley. Hmm. How about Remember that? Remember he punched one of his assistants. Yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot yeah. about oh, that. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd forgotten about that. Hey, crap. It, it wasn't like I uh, punched him in the gut, you know, had a, you know. No, it was it was a sucker punch. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah he yeah, got all They had of it. DJ Durkin yeah. up there. Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland <laughs> right. does, right, Lee? <laughs> right. Big, big matchup. New Year's Day, 745 down in New Orleans. The bourbon will be flowing on Bourbon Street. BCS Final Four, Lee. Texas minus four against the Washington Huskies. 
So I think this is the easier of the two games here. Washington obviously knows how to play Oregon, but uh, last seven games they struggled. They were only able to win by 10 points or less every single game. I think this Texas defense in the red zone, really, really tough. Uh, The windows to throw in are just so small. And Quinn Ewers, once he came back from injury, I mean, he looked great after that first game. Last two games looked incredible. And their offensive line's underrated. Remember, it's going to be like 80-20 or 85-15 as far as home field advantage. Mm -hmm. Texas fans snapped up every available seat. I like Texas 38-28. How about that? The Horns coming to the SEC next year and trying to go out with a bang uh, to get to the national championship game. The other one in the college football playoff, before we let you get your uh, free play and plug everything you have going on, Michigan who has seemed to be one of the best teams in college football, taking on Alabama, the controversial four seed in the college football playoff. The only reason they got in, it took a miracle to beat Auburn here on the Plains. Michigan, a slight favorite, almost a pick them in some spots on this game, Lee. What do you have? Yeah, I, you know, I was saying it all year long. Now, Alabama played their best game of the season against Georgia, but uh, this is not a great Alabama team. I mean, they came together, offensive line looked better, uh, especially in that, that SEC championship game. But they obviously won your game on a miracle, had trouble against South Florida, and got dominated in their game at home against Texas. So I just think that Michigan, even though they don't hit on as many explosive plays of 20 yards or longer, they take what you give them, and they'll have those 12, 14, 15 play drives that eat up, you know, like. Seven, eight, nine minutes, mm-hmm. and I think then if you fall behind, they, you, you get a little desperate. And Blake Corm is under the radar at one point last year. I thought he was one of the most talented running backs in the country. Thought he was headed for the Heisman, didn't get it, but still think he's really good. And Michigan only penalized 26 yards per game this year, number one wow. in the country. How about this? That Alabama, Nick Saban, eight and twenty against the spread versus teams that average 40 two or less penalty yards per game. I bet big against Michigan the last two years in the semifinal. I think they get over the hump here and upset Alabama 27-20. Here we go, Tiger fans. Lee Sterling (laughs) just totally redeems himself in Lee County. (laughs) Michigan 27 covering that one one, uh, point they're laying against Alabama out there in the Rose Bowl. All right, Lee, we got a free play uh, Friday for you, uh, thinking about some Penn State and the Johnny Rebs from Oxford, Mississippi, Ole Miss. Yep, anyone wants to get it for free. First, five callers. i got a real strong opinion on this game. Just call 800-400-9741. Give you Penn State, Ole Miss on me. 800-400-9741. Get that free play. If you want to hop on board, so we've got UFC seven selections for $57, including that rare 50-unit max wager, best bet, and uh, football double down December. Three weeks of action through December 31st. College football in the NFL lowered to just $197. One place, ParamountSports.com. Awesome, man. Lee Sterling, the man, the myth, and himself, the legend of Paramount Sports. You do a great job, man, and we we really are uh, so grateful for you and your time. Uh, It'll be a little bit before we talk to you again, and so uh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you and your family, man, and and we hope all is well, and we look forward to talking to you again. Same back here. I want to wish you and your families and and, uh, uh, your staff and all the listeners out there a happy, healthy, and a safe 
holiday and we'll reconvene the Friday before the Super Bowl. I'll give you my my selection on the Super Bowl. Also throw in some free prop plays, some regular and some fun props. Uh-oh. You know, color, Gatorade, stuff like that. And yeah. I don't know if you know this, my daughter has won 10 straight, she is an actress, 10 straight over-unders on the national anthem. Really? She's going for number 11 in a row. She will have her pick uh, for you on that show coming up the Friday before the Super Bowl. Who else can you get that kind of stuff from? Nobody else. <laughs> Lee Sterling at Paramount Sports at ParamountSports.com. Lee, thank you so much, man, and we'll okay. talk to you soon. Sounds good. Take care. That's Lee Sterling. Check him out, Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com. I mean, that guy's that guy's it, Uncle T-Bone. That guy's got it all. Yeah, you said it best. A living legend, Lee Sterling, just bringing the uh, winners and chicken dinners here to On the Line 106.7. He basically just uh, did the tagline. He tells you know, it like it is. Tells it like it is, man. And, you know, you got to really think about this, folks. You're trying to pick these bowl winners. It's even harder for a professional like Lee these days. Who's motivated? Who's opting out? Who's injured? And who's transferring in and out? You got to think about even more today. If you're just going to not listen to Lee, you might as well just get a coin and flip it. That's right. Hey, why would you do the work and research when Lee Sterling will do it for you? 30 minutes a game he puts in time for this, and now even longer because of all this other crazy stuff. So he does it uh, so well. He does a fantastic job, and we, again, appreciate his time. Uncle T-Bone, when we come back, we got some breaking news that we got to talk about. With Auburn football and a huge announcement that was just made, we'll talk about that. Phone lines are open rest of the show. 334-321-1390. Breaking news when we come back here on the Friday edition of On the Line. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Sound the alarm, sound the alarm, breaking news in the studio. There it is, love it. We do have some breaking news as of about five minutes ago uh, for Auburn football. And no, it's not recruiting. No, it's not transfer portal. But this means just as much. A few weeks ago, when Keontae Scott made his announcement that he was coming back, we talked about how that's like getting an addition through the transfer portal. That's like getting a big-time recruit because of how skilled he is and what he brings leadership-wise to this football team. And there was another guy that we talked about, Uncle Mm T-Bone, that we wanted to come back as well. And that announcement has been made. Auburn linebacker Eugene Asante announced on his Instagram about five minutes ago he will return next season for Hugh Freeze and the Tigers. How big is that? It's bigger than Wayne Newton, Jacob. I love it. (laughs) I mean, you gotta, that's just like getting a four or five star recruit that can actually come in and immediately play. I mean, and, and he's already here, he's been in the system, he's performed beautifully in 2023 and I expect him to be a borderline if not all SEC type player next year Um, look man you know for years Auburn has struggled at the linebacker position consistently especially with depth they've always had that one guy or maybe two but if somebody got hurt it just jacked up the whole season defensively this is massive news and a great guy all around wonderful teammate I mean he'll be he'll be working himself 
into a higher uh, draft pick into 2024 next year. That kid can play, and uh, Auburn uh, Auburn fans be very thankful for the job that Hugh Freeze and this staff is doing, not just on the recruiting trail, not just like you said in the transfer portal, but keeping guys here that really need one more year before they explode to the NFL. Well, he was Auburn's leading tackler this year, had 84 total tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, five sacks in the scoop and score against Texas A&M that's our guy that's Eugene that's our Tiger Takes guy uh, this past season and so uh, congratulations to him we're happy for him Um, and look I told him this the other day when I saw him when I was catching up with him I said look the Auburn family wants you back man the Auburn fans want you here and I'm sure that played a role in this because he sure. loves Auburn you can tell that he loves Auburn he put it in his social media post as well on Instagram you can go find it on there he talked about the Auburn family, just how much it means to have their support. And he gets it, man. And he is a leader on that defense, one of many that Auburn had this year and one of many that Auburn will have next year. But this is massive news that Eugene Asante is coming back. I mean, he will be your number one guy in the linebacker room next year on top of some really talented linebackers coming in through the recruiting class. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Eugene Asante, Austin Keys, um, several other people will be uh, returning for Auburn, and then uh, the, the recruiting class that Auburn's put together at linebacker, which includes uh, the Riddick kid from Chilton County, who's the number two linebacker in the country. Yep. Joseph Phillips from right down the street in Tuskegee, a four-star that some people say was the top linebacker on Georgia's board that Auburn took away from them. D'Angelo Barber, the four-star from Clay Chalkville, who tackled uh, the quarterback for Sarah Land to save the 6A state championship. And then you got the Waller kid who flipped from Florida. Um, I mean, that's one of the strongest recruiting classes in the country, if not the strongest one to- at that position. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you mentioned it already, Uncle T-Bone, this, the – the inconsistencies at linebacker for Auburn over the years. You, you, you said it. They've always had the one thumper, right? They've always had one guy right. that's really good. But having three of them on the, se- on the field at the same time has been a struggle. Having any sort of depth at the linebacker spot. I mean, remember when K.J. Britt was here and every game and every time we were previewing a game, it was like, send up your prayers and, and, and praise right. whatever you want to. We just cannot have this guy get hurt because if he gets hurt, we're done. We have nobody yeah, in the linebacker Z- room. Zacoby McClain, right? Yeah. I mean, the year that Auburn won the national championship, Josh Bine and Craig Stevens, I believe, were the two linebackers that played almost, it seemed like, every snap. Yeah, crazy. It's crazy. You can never have enough running. Let's just take a quick look across the state and what Nick Saban – has done recruiting wise one of the main emphasis he he had when his foot hit the tarmac that very first day was to recruit as many stud linebackers as he could to Alabama and in state especially they have dominated Auburn until now in linebacker recruiting in totality yep well huge news again if you're just now tuning in Auburn linebacker current Auburn linebacker Eugene Asante has announced he will return to the Plains next year he'll be a sixth year senior Uh, you want to talk about experience and leadership this guy's got it all and he is a fan favorite for just how hard he plays man you'd love you'd love to watch him play he uh he just does it the right way. And, look, I enjoy talking with him every week for Tiger Takes this week or in this season. Um, and so shout-out to him and, mm-hmm. and looking forward to seeing what he does on the field next year. Massive, massive news 
On top of that, we've got a lot of recruiting things to talk about. We have a lot of transfer portal things to talk about. We have college basketball to talk about. We have bowl games to talk about. We have schedule release to talk about. Holy smokes, we're 30 minutes in, and I just listed off 17 things we hadn't even talked about yet. I mean, on any of those things, we could spend the entire show, Jacob. So we're going to have to manage our time wisely. Give us a call here at On the Line. Hey, you know, uh, I think that it's – It'd be a good day possibly to get down to uh, the the Plaza Bar and yeah. Grill. It's so beautiful outside. Yeah. So don't let's not forget about our good friends over there. If you're interested in calling us, give us a ring at 334-321-1390. Where do you want to start from here? I mean, it got lit with Lee Sterling right out of the gate, yeah, Paramount did. Sports. Yeah, he uh, he knocked it off and did a great job uh, to start off here on the Friday. A feel a free-for-all Friday. That's yeah. what we've tried to coin this. And it really is. It I is. Mean, that's what Fridays have become around here. It says free-for-all Fridays in a good way. It seems like we're breaking news almost every Friday now on air, too. So you might as well just continue to listen to us if you want the latest breaking news. Eugene Asante boom he's back auburn fans how's that taste how about that we'll talk about that we'll talk about transfer portal and recruiting we got bowl games in the schedules and we got to talk college basketball too and uh some of those may all link together we'll talk about that and more when we come back give us a call 334-321-1390 the friday edition of on the line continues after this Jacob Goetz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into hour number one on a free-for-all Friday here on ESPN 106.7 for the Friday edition of On the Line. He's Uncle T-Bone. I'm Jacob Goins with you inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. We got a lot to get to, Uncle T-Bone. Let's jump into uh, some more topics here. As we announced in the previous segment, Auburn linebacker, Eugene Asante coming back for one more year on the Plains for Auburn and Hugh Freeze and this entire team, the defense. I mean, that is a massive addition. And I say addition because you have to re-recruit your team every single year. Not that Eugene was going to transfer. He was testing the NFL draft waters. um, And I think he could go pretty high, but one more year I think will really boost him up. So that's big news uh, for a guy coming back to Auburn. But we got to talk about the latest transfer portal tracker, right? Because there's updates there every day and on the recruiting side of things. I want to start with the transfer portal, the news uh, that came out today a couple of hours ago. Uncle T-Bone, Robbie Ashford has entered the transfer portal, Auburn quarterback. Uh, He is in the transfer portal, and he will be looking for a new home next fall. Um, Something... I'll just be honest, we've been talking about it. We've been Mm -hmm. expecting it. Um, It was not really a surprise that he entered. I thought it was kind of surprising how long it took, but um, he is in the transfer portal, and uh, I can say we wish him nothing but the best, and I know it was a a bumpy road for him as as an Auburn quarterback. Yeah, good. uh, Nothing but the best to Robbie Ashford. Thank you so much for your uh, service here as an Auburn Tiger. Robbie uh, played very hard, Some showed up to Auburn in some difficult circumstances. I mean, when he transferred in from the University of Oregon, 
Uh, Brian Harson was the coach. Then Brian Harson left. Uh, Robbie took over as the starter and did a great job with Carnell Williams. Then Hugh Freeze comes in. Uh, another transfer quarterback and Peyton Thorne was brought in. There was a uh, tremendous uh, competition this summer for that position. And Robbie played so well and competed so well this summer. He was given many opportunities this fall to show what he could do. And he did a really good job. Um, you know, he wants to be a starter. Uh, I don't I don't know if, if he was going to – it, you know, you saw as the season went on, Peyton Thorne get more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Peyton Thorne really began to show you what he can do as the full-time starter instead of that uh, quarterback rotation. Um, the weapons they're putting around Peyton Thorne in, in the transfer portal and on the recruiting trail, another year in the system. Uh, uh, Coach Hugh Freeze told everyone – that, look, this fall he was also going to be busting it out on the recruiting trail as hard as he could. That was completely necessary, and you're starting to see, and you will see the uh, the impact of that and the results of that this next Wednesday at early signing period. I think my prediction after that is you'll see Freeze really lock down and start hardcore coaching these quarterbacks like he did when he was at Ole Miss and at Liberty. And it's just really hard to say that Peyton Thorne's not going to take that next step in his second year where was that going to leave Robbie Ashford? He's probably so far out of all the people that have left in the portal or has announced that they're leaving, he's the most impactful. For sure. But it's definitely not the end of the world for Auburn either. No, and, and I think that's a really good way to put it is, look, Robbie – Robbie had chances, and while they were not all great chances, right? We've had a couple of our, our loyal listeners and callers bring that up a few times, um, and they're absolutely right. He had opera. He did have good opportunities, though. He he did. He had a handful of bad ones. He had a handful of good ones, and he just wasn't ever able to take the reins, right? He never got over that hump and could complete the passes when he needed to, and wouldn't take the sack when he couldn't take one, and couldn't not turn the ball over, and do all those things. And I'll be honest, I think a lot of that is the emotional side of things, too, with the attitude, right? When he, when he would show visible frustration, and it's because a guy cared. I mean, he did. He loves the game, and he wanted to be better, but there are times and places for that. And, and unfortunately, I think he would display that in the wrong times and places. And so um, I think he got better. I think he got better. I think he matured, and I, I hope he goes and plays somewhere where he can be the starter because I think in the right system and at the right level, I think he can be a starting quarterback. But look, I said this beginning of last year, beginning of this season and ending of last year, I said that Robbie Ashford would not take another meaningful snap as the starting quarterback for Auburn. And I, I think I was right. I mean, and here we are. He's transferring out. It was not going to be his job next year because it's going to be either Peyton Thorne, Walker White, Holden Gurner if he hangs around, or anybody else that comes through through the transfer portal. So not a surprising announcement with Robbie going to the transfer portal. And again, we wish him nothing but the best. By my count, that makes 10 players now that have entered the portal for Auburn. Um, like I said, he's easily the most impactful out of those 10 players. But this is not a huge loss to Auburn. It was expected by many. I do believe that Robbie was given every opportunity to stay at Auburn, but at a different position, a la Cody Burns, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And he wants to play quarterback, so good for him. And good for college football where he doesn't have to stay here and be miserable playing a different position. He doesn't want to play. Yeah. And that's why I think it is important for there to be – 
transfers in and out of programs in college in college football all these kids that are leaving Auburn right now were people when they were signed that I was like this is your next game changer right because I'm a fan and I believe but let's just be real honest um maybe a lot of these kids not overrated it just might not have been a good fit or they Mm -hmm. got hurt and they got passed on there can be a hundred different headwinds like there were for Robbie when he got here and there were that's a very fair way to say it, but you know, there's headwinds in life, and you just you got You got to uh, you got to grit and bear it sometimes, and uh, be a good teammate. And and I think for the most part that he was. Look, no one's going to tell Uncle T Bone too that he didn't get his uh, he didn't get his opportunity as to be a quarterback at Auburn. He did. He got the start against Ole Miss, and I think that's when it was like, all right, man, you want to step up and be the man. Here's your opportunity. And it didn't work out. Mm. And that's when Auburn went back to Peyton Thorne and has never looked back. I don't anticipate Auburn bringing in a transfer quarterback. I'm just going to go ahead and get that out right now. This opens up another roster spot for Auburn. Folks, don't fall into the trap that this this means that uh, Cam Ward or some other high-profile one-year guy is coming to Auburn. Now, look, if there's a guy out there with two years eligibility, I think that might be a possibility just to bring more depth and more protection. But I know that this staff is big on holding Gurnier, and they really like Peyton Thorne. So I feel pretty comfortable where we are moving forward, especially with the weapons that are coming across to this on this roster. Interesting, because I, I, I kind of I kind of disagree. I think Auburn's still going to be looking in the transfer portal for a quarterback, and I think that they will – if one of them jumps up and, and becomes – and there are some guys available right now – I think Auburn would take one because of the reasons I've listed before. Competition is a good thing. Competition is a great thing. Look at what Nick Saban did. I go back to this comparison. Look at what he did. He brought in Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame. Did we ever think that Tyler Buckner was going to be the starting quarterback at Alabama? No. But he brought him in to push Jalen Milrow and push the guy in Ty Simpson, right, to actually have a quarterback competition. Nick Saban said, okay, I'm going to go get this guy out of the portal who's from Notre Dame. You better get your stuff together, right? You better get it together or else you're going to lose your starting job. Yeah, could Hugh Freeze do that? I think he very well could. Well, he could. And and like I said, I think if there's a guy with two years, unless something happens to Peyton Thorne, that, that they would be brought in, Jacob. Uh, I, I, I kind of disagree there. I, I, I don't – I never knew or thought 100% that Tyler Buckner would be the starter for Notre Dame, but I can promise you there were plenty of Alabama fans that thought when he was signed that, you know, he was the next Joe Montana. So, um, well, he can go be the next lacrosse legend, yeah, or whoever that is. And, and good luck to him, too. But, he, you know, one thing that people need to keep in mind, too, is there's just only so much money in NIL money to go around. And, and and I had a friend of mine call me. He's like, well, let's just go get Cam Ward. We can win the national title next year with him. He's, you know, he's the latest, greatest, best transfer guy. And, and, and look, I've watched him play, and he can play. The guy can play. He can play. He's playing out in the, in the Pac-10, but he can play, right? But guess what? But he's a million-dollar buy. you got to pay know, for so, it. So you've already got Peyton Thorne. The hay is already in the barn here. Do you want to spend a million dollars on a potential guy to come in one year and him not even be better than Peyton Thorne? Or do you want to take that NIL money and go out and get the Cam Coleman's and Perry Thompson's and, and, and et cetera of the world? Exactly. I'll take my chances with what we got at quarterback. As long as all the weapons we're recruiting and the portal guys we're recruiting come in, 
with what we have right now than going out and spending that money on a high-profile one-year guy. 334-321-1390. We want to hear your thoughts on a Friday afternoon. And Spectre, you're on the line, man. What's up? Well, okay. Here we go. All right. Robbie's gone. Water under the bridge. Don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. All right. Uh, Drew, uh, um, Breeze messed that up and not even putting a finger on the guy during practice or anything. Just left it up to him to either do it, either sink or swim. So, anyway, let's get past that. Well, I'm I'm really worried now. You know, Peyton Thorne, uh, all I heard in the beginning was, oh, he didn't he didn't practice in the spring and everything. That's going to set him back and stuff. Well, he's had a full year with Auburn now. And I've seen a little improvement in him, but he still has that same problem. If his, if his main guy is not open, he panics. Well, so, here's, what uh, I, here's what I'll say to that, Spectre. I'll say it hasn't been a full year just yet because he came after the spring, right? So he does still have this upcoming spring to practice and work through, and he's going to have a bunch of new guys to do so. And I think with that problem, because I agree with you, he tends to, to hold on to the ball too long. And, and look, Auburn had to simplify the offense this year and say, look, Peyton, you have one read or you got to get rid of the thing because Auburn didn't have the receivers to get open for him to have multiple options. I, I'm very, very hopeful and, and confident that that will not be the case next year when you've got some of the best receivers across the country playing receiver at Auburn. And so now... How will he be able to handle that and develop with that? I don't know. That's what the spring's going to be for. But I think he's going to have a whole lot more weapons to work with next year. Hey, yeah, you got a point there. But what I, my point is that he's had 12 games to work out and, and get the system down, and I've seen very little improvement in that. I mean, he's, he's still Peyton Thorne. Yeah, look, uh, Spectre, I see what you're saying. Uh, let's just take a let's take a little – a little rash. I'm gonna take a more rational and pro hue look at this, okay? Because I do trust in what Coach Freeze is doing here at Auburn. The first, I think they were tr- still trying to figure out a lot about this offense early in the season, and they were rotating quarterbacks in and out. That was on Hugh Freeze. That was a mistake. That didn't help Robbie. That didn't help Peyton Thorne. Finally, they settled on a quarterback, and that's when you began to see improvement. So you, you won't be look, seeing that again. That quarterback rotation. Not to mention that was a makeshift offensive line that a lot of those guys weren't here until the summer also. And as Peyton Thorne improved, that offensive line improved. And then third and last but not least, you know it, I know it, you cannot deny it, the drop passes were killer. Those stats would look a lot better. And had there not been so many drop passes, had Rivaldo Fairweather caught one more pass in the Iron Bowl, we'd have won it. Yeah, you're right. But I'll I'll just close with this. All I'm saying about Peyton Thorne is I want him to make – better decisions mm-hmm. when the ball is snapped yeah i, I that's think all that's all i'm asking from the guy yeah i think that's a i think that's a legitimate ask honestly he's got he's got the fundamentals he's, he can throw the ball he can run but his decision making is what i'm questioning and i want i want to see that uh developed it's if fair it ain't developed we're, we're gonna be hurting yeah i like that thanks yep. so much specter thanks for the call man yeah, three, that's three, a fair four, point it is it really is a fair point and look that is where you know who that falls on coaches that's a coaching thing at that point that is we've seen Hugh Freeze and his guys develop quarterbacks and make them take average quarterbacks and make them NFL quarterbacks Malik Willis exactly Chad Kelly Chad freaking Kelly come on man good good or bad uh 
brother bro Bo Wallace. Oh gosh, Bo Wallace. Yes, I mean th- that's the thing, man. Think about those Ole Miss quarterbacks he had. They were not good, but he made them good. He made them better. He made them better, and that falls on him right now for Peyton Thorne into the spring and this winter and over the summer, like as much as they can. That falls on the coaches to allow and help Peyton Thorne grow and become better as a quarterback. So, Specter, you're spot on. Yeah, and I and it's on the coaches to help him improve with that. I think that he will. You take a look at Coach Freeze. Anytime you see him, he looks like he's exhausted. It's because he's coaching a big-time football program along with recruiting 24-7-365, which is what it was going to take to get Auburn going in the right direction. After early signing period, you're still going to see this staff recruiting, and they're going to start recruiting for next year. But they're going to really buckle down in this offseason and coach these guys up. You're going to see a completely different offense. I, I predict a completely different Peyton Thorne. He won't have to worry about that quarterback rotation looking over his back. Uh, you know, and I know no stud quarterback's supposed to do that, but that's just natural. Mm-hmm. And he is going to be our starter. And he's going to have the weapons around him that uh, that any big time quarterback needs. Look, you could have put. Uh, you think Mac Jones would have lit it up in this offense this year? No, no. Do you think Bryce Young would have had Heisman numbers in this offense this year? Nope. I mean, I think Peyton Thorne, finally they said enough's enough. We talked about it on this show. We were tired of it, too, the quarterback rotation. They said, we're we're going with Thorne, we're moving forward, and ever since then, he's gotten better. That has never worked in the history of football, a quarterback rotation like that. And Auburn has tried it, it seems like, a handful of times. And guess what? It's never worked. So, no, I think you're right. Uh, I think – but again – there's a lot more people like Specter out there yeah. that are worried about the quarterback spot sure. because they didn't see massive progression this season from Peyton Thorne. And I completely get that. That is on yeah. the offseason right now. That is the goal right now. If Peyton Thorne is your guy, if you're Hugh Freeze and you're saying, okay, Peyton Thorne's going to be our guy next year, we've got to make him better. I know we're up against a break, but I'll just leave you. I saw a massive regression from our receivers, and it's not because the way Peyton Thorne was throwing the ball. I mean, if we take half of those drop passes out of the season, Auburn probably has two more wins. I was was just about to ask you, how many more wins do you think Auburn gets? I think Auburn has two more wins. I don't know who they are, but Alabama would have been one of them. Somewhere, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And we take half of those drop passes out, we're not even having this conversation. 334-321-1390. Phone lines are open here for the rest of Free For All Friday. Give us a call. We'll come back and wrap up hour number one on the other side. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Got a couple of more minutes here in hour number one in the Auburn Plaza Barn Lounge studio. Jacob Goins and Uncle T-Bone with you on ESPN 1067. As I say, got a few minutes uh, before we get to uh, the second hour where we'll talk more recruiting. We'll talk more transfer portal. We got to talk college basketball and the bowl games starting tomorrow. I mean, there's there's a lot going on, man. We could do about a five-hour show today. Maybe not every day, but today we could. And uh, there's a lot going on, man. Um, tomorrow and this weekend, it's a big weekend for Auburn. And we're going to get into a lot of this Huge in the second hour, but weekend. this has a potential. You said this off the air, and I want you to say it again. The potential of this weekend, I mean, for the future of Auburn, 
is just, I mean, you throw in whatever adjective you want to that goes along with big because that's what it's going to be this weekend. If you are an Auburn fan and you're in town, even if you don't have a ticket to the basketball game tomorrow, I think you need to get down there. You need to be around the stadium, around the arena, around Neville Arena for the, excuse me, for Sunday on the uh, USC Auburn basketball game. You need to be in downtown. You're going to see uh, potential famous people around town. You're going to see. What are his initials or her initials? <clears throat> well, you know, they're playing uh, in San Antonio tonight. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm-hmm. You're going to see massive big time recruits for both football and basketball or potential recruits. You're going to see tons of committed players from other schools in town. You're going to see players in the transfer portal in droves. There's so many you can't even name them. This will be Sunday in Auburn, in my lifetime, one of the biggest single days potentially in Auburn football recruiting history fact. Bam. How about that? There it is, J.G. That's How about a J.G. That? guarantee. That's a J.G. guarantee right there. We don't throw those around often, but when we do, we kind of know what we're talking about there. And, and you're right. It has just so much potential this weekend. And it leads into next week with early signing day on Wednesday. And uh, we're going to talk about that next week because, man, the future of Auburn football I'm not saying it rides on this weekend because a lot of has already happened, but you could really get this thing over the top after this weekend and put the whole world on notice about what's happening here on the Plains. JG, you could possibly be a top three recruiting class after this this upcoming Sunday. And we'll leave it at that. 334-321-1390. We got somebody on the phones. We're going to get to them in hour number two. We'd love to get to you as well at that phone number, 334-321-1390. Recruiting, transfer portal, basketball, bowl games, and anything else on your mind, that's all coming up in hour number two. ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika sports leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on a free-for-all Friday here on ESPN 106.7. This is On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins. Alongside me in the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio is Uncle T-Bone. And we're just underway here in hour number two. If you missed any of the first hour, you can go and catch up with the podcast at ESPNAU.com or just search On the Line wherever you get your podcast. We post that uh, after each and every 
every show. So be sure you do that. Uh, we talked a lot of Auburn news, some big Auburn football news with Eugene Asante announcing he's coming back and Robbie Ashford entering the transfer portal. Lots of that. Plus, we started the show uh, with Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com. So a great segment there. Great first hour. Uncle T-Bone, this is hour number two, though, on a Friday, and it's brought to you by our friends at Sense of Green Heating and Air. Yeah, for air that's cool and clean, Jacob, call Sensegreen Heating and Air. Check them out at www.sensegreen.com or give them a call, 334-704-3274. Jacob, we got a lot of streamers all around the country, so if you're in Huntsville, Alabama, Sensegreen can take care of all your heating and air needs, spray foam insulation and duct cleaning as well, just like they do up and down the I-85 corridor again for air that's cool and clean call sense green and we thank them for sponsoring the second hour each and every friday here on espn 1067 phone lines are open this entire second hour and uh, you have a chance to get in on the action get in on the show what's on your mind on this feel good friday and a free for all friday here on espn 1067 334-321-1390 we've got two phone callers waiting on us we'll start with john and auburn john you're on the line hey thanks jacob hey t-bone good friday to y'all had a comment about Auburn recruiting as I was hearing T-Bone talking about, you know, how this could be a really, really, really good class for Auburn. Got me to thinking, um, you know, when you go back, look at Auburn recruit, I think, I think negative recruiting is used more than most coaches will admit. Yeah, I would agree with that. Trail. Oh yeah. And, and you know, when I, when I think about it, let's go back 10 years let's say last eight years in Auburn football recruiting or last 12 years stuff that could have been used against us was, you know, disciplinary off the field stuff during Chiswick during the Malzahn era. It was, Hey, your coach is about to get canned with, with, uh, with the, uh, the Idaho potato famine. It was, <laughs> Hey, there, there's uh, there's racial tension. What do you have now negative to recruit us? I don't see much like we've had over the last decade. Meanwhile, if you look at our rivals, hey, you know, if you want to go to Georgia, you know, good luck steering clear of, you know, traffic violations and, 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 and alcohol issues. And when's, when's Nick retiring in Tuscaloosa? Tallahassee's run out of uh, NIL money, mm-hmm. and everybody's up in Florida. I mean, you look at it, we're in a great spot from where we have been. Hey, John, I think that there is more opportunity at Auburn than just about any other right now, including NIL money, because Auburn's gotten its act together with its NIL collective. And with playing time, with uh, young coaches, with uh, there's a tremendous amount of excitement. This is a hungry program, and I think there's about as much opportunity at Auburn right now to showcase your skills as just about anywhere else in the SEC. I agree entirely. Future of the program is great, and I'll make a bold prediction. Uh-oh. That, uh oh. Prediction: the Hugh Freeze era will last longer than any other Auburn coach since Pat died. Wow. What? So that would, yeah. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at that would a, be a over long, ten years. That would be over ten years. Yeah, a long tenured career here uh, at yeah. Auburn. Well, at least longer than, than than which was I think five six and Tupperville, which was. You know, quite a run about eight or nine. Yeah, I think he'll be here for length, maybe a little longer. Yeah, I think that's a. I think it's a big prediction, but I think it's very, very possible, John. Thank you, guys. 
Thanks so much, John. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the call. If you're looking at Auburn recruiting right now, and, and I just pulled up Rivals, I don't really have a uh, one of these sites that I go to, you know, um, religiously, but Rivals has Auburn's team rankings right now at nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I said this that this Sunday, this weekend is huge for Auburn and recruiting. They uh, have the massive basketball game against USC. And look, get down there, Tiger fans, not just to support some Auburn football. Get down there and really get this basketball team jacked up. I was lucky enough to be invited to tip-off club from, uh, with a friend from high school yesterday. Bruce Pearl came in and spoke to everybody. He was fantastic, but the man was tired. He said the whole team was tired. They didn't get back until very, very late from mm-hmm. that trip from Huntsville when they rode back on a bus. They've played the majority of their games on the road this year they've traveled everywhere from south dakota to brooklyn to atlanta this team needs you down there tiger fan to get them pumped up only a four-point favorite over usc this should be a pretty good basketball game jacob it should and we'll talk about that and i want to get back to john's point sure. as well but terry is on the line he's been holding on terry you're on the line with jacob and uncle t-bone hey jacob hey t-bone how are y'all today doing great man a beautiful day in auburn alabama Nice day. Now, Jacob, I hate to do this to you, but who was the guy who told you he's freezer would be the best hire? <laughs> uh, I think it goes by the name of uh, Terry. He calls into this show yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> I hate to pat myself on the back, but I'm just kidding around. Um, guys, I've, I've long since said this, and, and I don't know anything. I've got no inside information or anything. But, you know, the Chargers fired their head coach today, this morning. Yeah, I saw after that. After that debacle last night. After an de- embarrassing game last night. Holy smokes. Um, I've long since said that, that that Lane Kiffin would be a guy they would be interested in because he's a West Coast guy, and I, he does. I don't think he likes to recruit, and that seemed like that would be the perfect fit. Is that is that me just being too much of an uh, um, optimist? I guess you'd say or wishful thinking because there's a kid that's going to offensive lineman I think is going to choose between Auburn and Ole Miss. Yeah, you know, uh, that's that's not the first time that that has been brought up, Lane Kiffin, in any open job in the NFL, but. To be honest with you, Terry, I think the one that's got more smoke, in my opinion, is from Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. I mean, there's folks up there right now that are really, really worried about him dipping out. The fact that when they signed his extension a few months ago, they had to put in a clause about him not going to the NFL, and that had to get brought up in the discussions. I mean, when you're having to protect yourself and tell your current coach, hey, we don't want you going pro, I think you have something to be worried about there. So I think there's a bigger chance of Harbaugh going to the NFL right now than Lane Kiffin. I don't disagree with you there, but the thing that I always said about the San Diego job was it'd be Lane Kiffin's chance to work with a relatively young quarterback. Yeah, a great quarterback, too, that they have just wasted so far out in out in California yeah. with, with Herbert. Man, that kid can play. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, just. But know. I like the West Coast connection because everybody knows that's Lane Kiffin's. I mean, that's his. That's his breeding ground out there. Is is in California. And I said Los Angeles, San Diego, but it's Los Angeles. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, they moved. So, yeah. Yep. I keep, you know, I keep making that mistake. So. I, I I see where you're going with this, and I, and I agree. You know, nothing would surprise me at all about Lane Kiffin if he just woke up one day and next thing you know he is the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks or San Diego Chargers. Right? That would just be Lane being Lane. Right, Terry. But, man, you take a look at this 2024 Ole Miss football schedule. It's a cakewalk. For Ole Miss football, this is about as easy as it's ever going to get. They miss both Alabama and Auburn for the first time and maybe forever. And he has convinced a ton of people to come back. 
They're already hitting the portal. No, he's not a big-time recruiter on the high school level, but he's done just about as good a job as anybody in the portal, and he's going to continue to do that. So I don't look for him to leave this year. I mean, Ole Miss with their schedule could clearly and finally be in Atlanta for the first time ever in the SEC championship game next season. Yeah, that's interesting, T-Bone, because I've long since then, the Lane Kiffin and James Franklin are basically the same coach. Franklin mm. can't beat Ohio State or Michigan. Kiffin can't beat Alabama or Georgia. I, I, I like that comparison, Terry. I do. I like that comparison a lot. They're the same people, pretty much. Yeah, they've done similar they've things. Done a great weekend. Thanks you too, Terry. 3 3 4 Three, two, one, thirteen, ninety. We'll talk that, and then I want to get back to John's point too. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I like that comparison because we know what James Franklin has done. James Franklin is about the only person in the world that's been able to win at Vanderbilt football. Right? He had them as a solid SEC team, a solid SEC program, and then he left for a much bigger job and one that everybody thought, "Oh gosh, here we go. This guy won at Vanderbilt. Imagine what he's going to do at Penn State, right? Where they've just got." money and recruiting and the facilities and the atmosphere and the fan base right and he hasn't done anything he's this it's the same thing since he got there they win all their games except the big ones Ohio State and Michigan that's it they they can't win the big games and they're good for nine or ten wins a year but they're never going to make the playoff not in this past system they might make it in the foreseeable future with the expansion but Lane Kiffin kind of does the same thing he gets the big names he wins nine or ten games, but he doesn't beat Alabama, doesn't beat Georgia, doesn't beat the big-name teams on a consistent basis. So, yeah, yeah. I, I like that comparison. Both of those coaches, James Franklin at Penn State and Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, they beat – we said this how many times on game day They beat bad teams. They beat bad teams badly. Yes. And that gets everybody all hot and bothered. And then they go up against the big boys and uh, get tight and freak out, get conservative. How many times have we seen Lane over the last couple of years call some of the worst offensive games he's called against Nick Saban? It's not just because Alabama's defense is better than most of the teams they play. It's because he gets in his head. Mm -hmm. And until he gets over the hump, look, I'm just really quickly looking over their schedule next year. The toughest team they're going to play is Georgia. They catch them at home on November 9th, and we saw what Georgia did to them this year. They should win every other game that they play. They got at LSU. I mean, they don't play a tough, a very tough, traditionally rich SEC program until the seventh game of the year when they go to LSU, and they won't have Jaden Daniels. No. And we saw what LSU looked like. Like, without Jaden Daniels in spurts this year, they'll catch Oklahoma at home. Oklahoma's losing a ton in the portal. They, they're at Florida. I mean, Billy Napier may not even be coaching by then. Their schedule's so brutal. <laughs> so, this is a very, very manageable Ole Miss schedule, and probably nobody other than James Franklin and Lane Kiffin in college football benefited more from the expansion to 12 games in the playoffs certainly yeah yeah you're absolutely right on that thanks for the call terry and john and i want to get back to his point because nobody's talked about that and john brought up the the conversation in, in case you're just now turning us on and you missed it john brought up a point let's say the last 15 years shoot the last 20 really there's always been something negative about an auburn head coach right And John is 100% right where he said, in high school recruiting, when Nick Saban walks into the door, right, when Nick Saban walks in the living room 
in his nice clothes. He's got a binder in hand. He sits down. He puts the binder on the table, right? And the binder's full of a picture of a former Alabama player wearing his NFL uniform, and it's got the contract salary up underneath it. And he Mm -hmm. just starts flipping. That's all he's had to do for 15 years is do that. But just in case that wasn't enough for a recruit to go to Tuscaloosa and play for Alabama, he would say, well, do you really want to go play for Brian Harson?" Which nobody had to negatively recruit against that guy. He did it himself. <laughs> well, do you really want to go play for Gus Malzahn? High what school have they offense. Really, yeah, what have they done since they went to the national championship game in 2013? Nothing's changed. High school offense on his way out the door, right? You had stuff about Chiswick. You had stuff about Tuberville, right? There's always negative recruiting, and it happens everywhere, okay? Everywhere. That's part of the game. That's how you win, right? That's how you get the big names is you have to convince these kids why your place is the best and why those other places are not. And Georgia's done it against Auburn, and Alabama's done it against Auburn. Wow, look at, the, look at how bad Auburn is. Look at the things. Look how much they're in the news for the wrong reasons, right? That's been happening for 20 years. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, as we sit here on December 15th of 2023, what is it that Nick Saban or Kirby Smart or Billy Napier, while he's still there, or any other SEC team, Lane Kiffin, we were talking about him, if you are to negatively try and recruit against Auburn right now, if you had to go into a kid's living room and say, this is why you don't want to go to Auburn, what is it? There's very few right now, Uncle T-Bone. There's always going to be one or two or three, but they just don't seem to be very big right now. And the one that I'll give before I let you go is the lack of results as of late. Yeah, I mean, that would totally be it. I mean, that's all you really have is, okay, well, they went to the championship game 10 years ago. What have they done, right? Haven't had a lot of wins. They've made it to Atlanta, but they lost, right? Mm -hmm. They haven't been winning and the future is uncertain. I, that, that's the only ones I could come up with. Yeah, but anybody with any sense would know that the future is uncertain for anybody right now in Correct. college football. Correct. So what What would you – I mean, do you have any? No, no, really I don't. You make a good point, but I can promise you one thing. They'll create something. Yeah. And if they have to uh, create stories and leak them out to the press and, uh, and try and drive home narratives like they did with that silly Dan Woken article the other day with Bruce Pearl, right? You know, don't don't think for a second there aren't groups of people out there that are on uh, that are rivals of Auburn that won't play dirty tricks like that. They'll find something. I mean, they found something under Tuberville about back in '04, and 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 next thing you know, there's a New York Times article, and and they're talking about how Auburn's going to lose their accreditation with sacks. Yeah, I mean, give me a break. You know, so any something will be created. That's just part of the uh, competition that we're going up against. And I can promise you one thing. People like Cam Coleman were being recruited this week by Nick Saban, and he's going to go around and try, and he's not the only one, and recruit every single commitment that Auburn has right now to leave. So I look at it one of two ways, right? And, and I've been in sales now for, for a hot minute. I don't, I don't negative recruit. I'm, you know, if someone has something to say something about my competition to me, I'll say they're my colleagues. Mm-hmm. They're competitors, but they're my colleagues. They do a good job doing this and this and this, but we do a great job doing this, this, and this. Yeah, here's, here's why we are better. That's how you fight negative recruiting. You fight it with positivity about yourself. Don't, don't listen to them about us on that. Mm-hmm. Here's the facts, right? Right. And let me tell you another thing. It really doesn't matter if you're out there negative recruiting Auburn right now or not 
because NIL is the great equalizer, and you either got the collective money and you've proven it, and the players talk, I got my money, you can count on them to pay you too, or I'm out of here because they're not paying us. Is your NIL healthy or is it unhealthy? You'll see the people negative recruiting moving forward, Jacob, have unhealthy NILs. I like that. And and that's where that's where the name of the game has changed in college football, in high school recruiting, not just for football, but for all sports. That's where it's changed. And we've talked about this numerous times. I have, especially before uh, before you joined me. But Nick Saban and these guys, they don't have the stranglehold on recruiting anymore because there are things that are now out of their control. NIL is out of their control. They can do everything they want to beg and plead to get the money, but Nick Saban himself can't pull out the checkbook. He can't do that. This is the one thing. We there can't are, do that legally. Legally, yeah. Or within the rules. Right. There are a few things that Nick Saban and other great coaches like him cannot control, and NIL is one of them. And that is what has made them so successful. It's because he dominates the things he can control, where he walks in and he sets the binder on the table and just starts flipping. Right? That's right. You've got all these receivers, all these offensive linemen, all these running backs, all these safeties, all these corners that are in the NFL, and there's their salary up underneath it making millions of dollars. That's what he's been able to do. He has done that for years. Kirby Smart's doing that right now. But guess what? There's a whole new factor to this. In NIL, money speaks louder than anything. Sure, players want results. Players want to get to the pros, but... They can get paid now before they even go to play pro ball. Money talks in Florida and Florida State will walk because their NILs aren't very healthy right now compared to some of the other top programs in college football. And I'll say this before we get to break. I hate it. I hate that this is where this has gotten to. I mean, listen to the conversation we're having. High school recruiting is about who has the most money, right? Who has a better NIL collective, I would rather it be about what it's been about in the past where we have the better coaches, we have the better program, we have the better facilities, we have the better fan base, and we have the better resources to get you to the next level. That's what it should be about. That is college sports at, a, at its finest. This is not. This is free agency. This is salary. This is contracts that we're going to end up signing for an 18-year-old kid coming out of high school. Yeah. But... It's the name of the game. Well, don't make don't make this mistake. That what I'm trying to say, though, Jacob, or anybody listening, is that those things that you just listed, right? That what it should be about. Auburn's got a lot of that shored up too. They and, do, and for a long they time, do. and and other programs know that, and they've tried to sell it short. They've tried to negatively recruit. Mm-hmm. But I think that Auburn people are finally punching back. They're upgrading their facilities. The fan base is great. The, there's excitement. There's coaches here that have put people in the NFL, specifically wide receiver. Look at the folks that Hugh Freeze has put in the NFL at wide receiver. He can say, I've put them in the NFL too. Do you want to call them and talk to them how they got here? Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, Metcalf, Treadwell, all these great players. So things are just kind of synergizing here all for Auburn. And you add in the NIL and collective, and everything's got to be above board. I mean, why not Auburn right now? And we'll leave it at that.
334-321-1390. We'll quickly talk some of the bowl games when we come back because then at the bottom of the hour at 3.30, we got to talk some basketball with Auburn and USC this weekend. We'll continue to link it all in with recruiting and transfer portal, all that good stuff coming up here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Hour number two brought to you by our friends at Sense of Green Heating and Air. We'll be right back here on the Auburn Opelika Sports Leader ESPN 106.7. are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Back inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio here on the Friday edition of On the Line. He's Uncle T-Bone. I'm Jacob Go. It's got a few minutes before uh, we get to our bottom of the hour break. We'll have a big segment coming up uh, talking Auburn basketball, talking college basketball, some huge games this weekend, a huge game tonight with uh, Gonzaga and UConn. Uh, you have Kansas and Indiana tomorrow, Auburn USC on Sunday. I mean, there's some really good college foot or college basketball games coming up this weekend. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But Uncle Tebow, you know what starts tomorrow, don't you? It's bowl season, man. Oh, bowl man. season is upon us. And how'd I forget? <laughs> well, here's the thing, okay? I'm gonna do my best to not um what's the best the best word to use right there? Um I'm gonna try and not damper on the parade, if you will, for the bowl season. I mean it's football, guys. It's football. It is. And look, we're gonna Legit be airing football. We're gonna be airing a ton of these games right here on ESPN. And so um, tune in for those throughout the weekends and throughout the next few weeks, especially over the Christmas holiday. Tons of really good bowl games. And as look, it's like this every year. As they go on, they get better as they go, right? They get Ugh. better as they go with bowl games and bowl season. Um, I just don't like where the bowl mania has come because they just don't mean all that much anymore. Not that they ever meant anything truthfully, but even now, I mean, we talked to Lee Sterling for Paramount Sports back in the first hour, and he was saying, man, it takes me 45 minutes to cover yeah. to, to study a game because you don't know who's playing. Between the NFL draft, the opt-outs, and the transfer portal, right. it could be a completely different team than what was in the regular season. I mean, I think back in the day, most teams were highly motivated to win their bowl games. There were fewer bowls. You normally played against teams kind of similar to yourself from a separate conference out of conference that uh, you didn't get to play very much. I can remember one of the very first bowl games and uh, going back a long time ago for a, a wee little Uncle T-Bone was uh, Auburn and Boston College in the Tangerine Bowl, and they had Doug Flutie, and it hey was yo. a heck of a football game. Um, so they used to mean something. There used to be more. It was more than just about – I mean, there was a lot of conference pride back then mm -hmm. still – uh, I don't quite have the conference pride that some people do about the SEC because really? I know, yeah, okay. because I know that there's several teams in the SEC that would like to see Auburn die an agonizing death, and they've tried to do it to us and killed our reputation for years in the press and so forth, like negative recruiting. But that being said, there's six games tomorrow that I count, and they'll all kick off. 10 a.m. If you have been pining for college football, you got six games tomorrow. Crank it up in the Myrtle Beach Bowl on ESPN. Georgia's Southern 6-6 six six versus Ohio 9-3. I'll take the Bobcats. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Okay, well, hey, Georgia Southern and Ohio, we actually have that game here on ESPN 106.7. Nice. We have that game. Uh, we have the Jacksonville State-Louisiana game after that. We have the L.A. Bowl between UCLA and Boise State. Uh, that'll all be tomorrow right here on the Albert Opelika Sports Leader. So, look, with bowl games, it bowl games started losing their meaning to me when five win teams ma- started making yeah. them. Well, you have a five-win Minnesota team playing in a bowl game this year. That's stupid. That's stupid. You're Let, a five and seven team. You're an under five hundred team. Why are you playing in the postseason? Let me just give everybody some advice here. If you're looking to pick a winner in your bowl, pick them. Follow the lines. Go to somewhere like ScoresAndOdds.com, like I go to. You'll see the line movement. The boys in Vegas always know more than we do. They'll know who's motivated, who's opting out. It's impossible for you to keep up with or get with Paramount Sports and just roll a Lee Sterling. Do not try and do it on your own. No. Follow the way the line's moving. For example, Appalachian State was a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Now they're six-and-a-half over Miami of Ohio. I'll take Appy State. There you go. Somebody knows something. That somebody knows something that we don't. But what we do know is basketball. We'll talk about that next. On the line with Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We've got 30 more minutes here on a free-for-all Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. i got to get you to start finishing the other half of that, Uncle T-Bone. And That's what we got to start. No, let me write that down. <laughs> And holds yeah. nothing back. Got it. There you go. So right, I'll try my best. All right, so we'll do that next time. But, uh, no, hope you're all doing well on this Friday. Uh, we're just talking everything. We've got recruiting, transfer portal, bowl games. Uh, we're talking news about Auburn football with, with uh, Robbie Ashford in the transfer portal. But even bigger news, Eugene Asante coming back for the Tigers. He announced that earlier today. Uh, he'll be back for 2024. So we've covered all of that on the show today. And we've talked about how big of a weekend this is. Right. for recruiting, uh, for the transfer portal, and all of that. And the event that's going to be the hub of all of this, the the uh, the, the epicenter, if you will, mm-hmm. is Auburn and USC basketball inside of Neville Arena on Sunday afternoon. And, of course, you can catch that radio broadcast here locally over on Wings 94.3. You can right. also catch after the game over there on mm-hmm. Wings 94.3 as well. Usually Jack Hutton and Kyle Rush, but Kyle out of town, it will be yours truly. I will be joining Mr. Jumpin' Jack Hutton oh for a little after the game on Sunday over on Wings. It goes on Dang immediately team. after the Auburn Sports Network broadcast. So uh, looking forward to that with Jumpin' Jack Hutton. That'll be on Sunday afternoon. But let's talk about this game because this is a fun one, Uncle T-Bone. You've got Auburn who have played their two best games of the year so far against Indiana and backed it up with a win over UNC Asheville on Wednesday. They have a good USC team coming. And look, USC's record may not show it, but that's a good team. They're young. They're very talented. They just haven't put it all together just yet. And Bruce Pearl and the Tigers got to find a way to make sure that doesn't happen on Sunday. I'm going to go ahead and say this first, Jacob. Whoever scheduled this basketball game for Auburn this weekend is a simple genius, and they deserve a massive raise. It was me. Good job, buddy. <laughs> you, you're going to get a contract extension because this thing couldn't have lined up any better for the circumstances. Mm-hmm. 
in regards to the totality of what's happening over there on campus this weekend, especially with football recruiting, transfers, all the, everything we've talked about the entire show. So congratulations to whoever pulled this one off because, you know, just not to compare, I'm looking across the state and uh, there's no game in, uh, in Tuscaloosa this weekend. There's no sizzle on the last weekend before early signing period up there in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Their basketball team's playing Creighton mm-hmm. somewhere on the road. So uh, I, b- I believe they're up in Canada. So that's probably why a bunch of their commitments are coming down here to visit the basketball, visit Auburn, and see uh, one heck of a basketball environment where LeBron James and Charles Barkley both might be there. Just not say anything. They may be. Yeah, they might be. They so very well could. To the game itself. So congratulations to all that, whoever scheduled that. The game itself, Auburn's given up four points. The over-under is 153. Tigers are a little tired and road-weary. You could see that in Bruce faces, uh, Bruce Pearl's face this weekend. You could hear it in his voice. I think they're going to rest up just about all weekend. I look for the Tigers to uh, be very healthy Sunday. USC five and four, much better than that record. One thing for uh, concern that I heard about this team is their uh, their guard play is exceptional, and we all know what type of what good guard play has done to our teams in big matchups the last couple of years. Yeah, and, and that's really the that's been the thing, the thorn in the side of Auburn basketball teams is letting a good guard just have a day uh, against you, and you haven't really had that so far this year. I don't think you've played many teams that had great guard play, um, but you're going to see a team with great guard play this weekend because USC, between Boogie Ellis, Isaiah mm-hmm. Collier, and Kobe Johnson, three guards that average double-digit points. Nobody oh, yeah. else does, but those three guys do. 21 points for Boogie Ellis, 17 for Isaiah Collier, and 12 for Kobe Johnson. So Aiden Holloway, Denver Jones, Trey Donaldson, Katie Johnson, their hands will be full defensively this weekend with those three guys. Isaiah Collier was a player that uh, Bruce Pearl mentioned Auburn recruited while he was in high school, and I'm with you. We talked about this going into the game last Saturday against Indiana, how important guard play was going to be for Auburn offensively and that the game played out how we kind of talked about that Indiana was going to try and pound and ground inside and in the lane and play that boring Big Ten basketball and have a size advantage, and Auburn's guards ran them up out of the gym. Yeah, they did. So, you know, what's the key this Saturday is matching their guard play with our guard play and letting our athletic men run the court and be physical inside. I look for Janai Broom to really rebound and carry Auburn to a victory tomorrow. Only had two points against Indiana. He's going to have to have 22 tomorrow, Sunday against USC. Yeah, I know. It feels weird. We, we want to say tomorrow, but it is yeah, actually on Sunday. I keep saying that. I, I know. Yeah, no, you're good. It, it, they played this game on Sunday last year, too, when they went out to, to, to Southern Cal. Um, I don't know why it's on a Sunday, but cool. I, I know. Well, it's, I mean, again, it sets up perfectly with what Auburn's trying to do football recruiting-wise because the, top, uh, the game's at 12 o'clock. Uh, it'll last to about 2. At about 2.30, all those recruits and, and portal guys visiting and other players who are committed elsewhere are going to roll over to the football complex and watch a little Auburn bowl practice starting at 3 o'clock. And you know Hugh Freeze is going to be right there grinning and ready to uh, entertain all of them. Yeah, you're right about that. I do know that the Auburn women play tomorrow at 2 o'clock in Neville Arena. So uh, maybe they, they did that on purpose. I'm not really sure. But Auburn men playing on Sunday, taking on USC and Uncle Tebow, and I think you, uh, I think you nailed it. Um, with the, the guard play has to be elite 
tomorrow defensively. Mm-hmm. Does Auburn guards, does Trey Donaldson, Aiden Holloway, Katie Johnson, Denver Jones, do they have to combine for 50 points tomorrow? No, they don't. Because I think if you can, sl- if you can limit and slow down USC and their guards, Auburn can use their size and their skill down low with Jalen Williams, who just had one of his best games of his career a couple of times ago, and Janai Broom, and even Dylan Cardwell, who has really stepped up and been a really big factor for this team, even more so than what he was in the past. Use your size, man. Use Chad Baker Mazzara, who a guy that I absolutely love. Yeah, man, that's been a that's been a hot topic this week. Everybody loves Chad Baker Mazzara. Mm-hmm. Love how that kid plays, and Cheney Johnson as well. Like. You have long, lengthy, speedy, athletic guards and big men that can run up and down the floor. I think Auburn has a lot of fun on Sunday. I really do. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be quite as fun as it was last Saturday uh, up at State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Um, I think that this game will be uh, a much closer game than that one was. Auburn. I like Auburn giving up the four here. I kind of like the Tigers 72-66 with USC uh, getting some kind of garbage points late to get it to a little bit closer. I'm with you. KD Johnson, uh, I mean, he's been red hot lately. Played a great game Wednesday night. Made some key three-pointers against UNC Asheville. Um, but I'm more interested to see what our – I know our guards are going to play well offensively in Neville Arena. And I think that Auburn plays a much, much more strenuous type of defensive style than USC does. That's where the Tigers are going to be very physical. And I don't care what you got to do to get down there and get in that, and get in that arena, but do it, Auburn fan, because it's, it's going to be lit. It's going to be a, a great atmosphere. I think it'll be a great game. Uh, and I think Auburn wins this thing by double digits. All right. I just think Auburn pulls away at the end. I think they continue playing well. Uh, I think this will be a fun game, and hopefully uh, Auburn gets a big win in front of uh, potentially Charles Barkley and LeBron James inside of Neville Arena. So excited for that game on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Not tomorrow, Sunday. <laughs> um, if you show up to Neville Arena tomorrow, you can watch the women's team play, uh, but the men's team will not be there yet. So uh, do not, uh, don't listen to us, and don't get, your, uh, don't get confused Just go on, on down there tomorrow and, and watch the women play and, and just, just stay. Camp out and, and, yeah. and get you a tent get you a tailgate and let's let it rip until uh, sunday afternoon we've got some more news in the transfer portal here we go uncle t-bone uh it it updates about every five minutes or so this is another news um uh, a news piece from the auburn side of things auburn's leading receiver this year javarius johnson has entered the transfer portal wow that one kind of surprises me a little bit um he's been uh pretty steady here at auburn well i'll tell you what man we're just breaking news every friday it's just crazy but i if guess it's gonna be two like to four that. is the time to, man it, it, you gotta be here get in at two to four i mean just shut it down early over there at the office you know you're not doing anything anyway and listen to us and you'll be able to keep up with it look um i think that auburn has, I know they've already brought in one transfer wide receiver, the guy from Georgia State. I think that they'll probably look for another. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've been told, obviously you got the uh, freeze five that you're trying to get not put four, together. The freeze five yep. they're looking at the uh, in-state guys in recruiting at wide receiver. There's going to be weapons there, but this, I mean, it does kind of surprise me that it's Javarius Johnson, but I'm not surprised that, it, and I think there will be more receivers leaving. Here's what you need to know. This is what tells you everything you need to know about Auburn's receiving room and performance last year. Okay? 
Auburn's leading receiver was Tavarius Johnson. He is now in the transfer portal. This is as of about five minutes ago, thanks to Nathan King at Auburn 247. He's a fifth-year senior. He was the leading receiver in yards and touchdowns for Auburn with 347 yards and three touchdowns. That's it. That's the leading numbers for a receiver on an SEC-level football team. 347 yards and three touchdowns. That's not good. That's, and I'm not saying this about Javarius Johnson. I'm saying this about the room as a whole. Mm-hmm. This isn't spreading the love. You didn't have 10 guys that had these stats. No. <laughs> you had Javarius Johnson, who came on as of late, right? It was playing pretty decent ball. But that's your best receiver. That's your receiver room. And that's why you've seen most of them hit the transfer portal. And guess what? I have a feeling, Uncle T-Bone, that this was not their full decision saying, well, you know, I think I should transfer. I have a good feeling that Hugh Freeze has had some man-to-man conversations with some folks and said, look, man, I like you. You're a good guy. We appreciate what you've done, but we recommend it's time for you to move on. Oh, no question about it. I mean, let's just be real. This is a, this is, you know, we talk about the NIL and we talk about the roster. I mean, it's true money management and roster management, like a business, like a professional business now in college football. Uh, the same as being, it's, it's just business. It's nothing personal. But there's been a tough conversation with just about every, well, there's been a conversation and a meeting with every player over there, I guarantee you, since the season ended. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are you doing? Where are we going with you? This is what we see as the future. Right. And, and some of these conversations are, uh, you know, I hate to say it, you need to find somewhere else to play. Yeah. Well, you said it earlier uh, when we talked about the Robbie Ashford news at the time, that was probably the biggest loss in the transfer portal. But right. there's no doubt that this is your biggest loss now in Javarius Johnson. And look, do I think that it is just a sky is falling, just horrible, horrible loss? No, it hurts, right? I mean, it it hurts to see any leading receiver leave the team. Sure. But I think that says more about what's coming in and what could potentially still be coming in for 2024. Now, you already said this as well with the transfer portal. You have one receiver from the portal. I think you'll go get another one. And I think you need to do that for this reason. I don't want to run a bunch of freshmen out there as receivers and bank on them to be the saving grace for Peyton Thorne throwing the ball next season. Perry Thompson and all those guys, Cam Coleman, those are fantastic players, and they're going to be superstars. And if Ryan Williams ends up coming, he'll be that too. But do you really want to start the year with three or four freshman receivers and banking on them to be your whole production early? I don't think so. I really don't. And so losing Javarius Johnson hurts. But if you pick up another experienced guy in the portal and you can continue to do your work in the recruiting rankings, you're going to be just fine. See, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum there. I say roll out the young guys and let it rip, especially with the schedule that Auburn will have next year early in the season. It is one of the most manageable Auburn football schedules of my lifetime. Opening up August 31st against Alabama A&M. Then they play Cal September 7th at home. Then New Mexico. No, that's not New Mexico State. That's just New Mexico. And Arkansas, the first four games at home before Oklahoma comes in the fifth game at home. Auburn should squarely be 4-0. And those young receivers should be ready to rock and roll by game five. These, These guys aren't your average freshman receivers. These are some of the best 
high school prospects ever to come out of the state of Alabama in Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, and Ryan Williams. Some people have told me that 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 that, pair, that the Ryan Williams kid is the best high school athlete they've ever seen. That doesn't even mention Bryce Kane and Malcolm Simmons, who are rock-solid studs. They're all better than what we got. I know it's an experience thing, but you know what? All things being considered, I'll take talent over experience nine times out of ten. Let's take our final break here on the Friday edition of On the Line. We'll get to the phone lines, and we'll wrap it up and wind it down here on ESPN 106.7. are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Winding down here on the Friday edition of On the Line, he's Uncle Tebow and I'm Jacob Goins with you. Hour number two on Fridays is brought to you by our friends over at Sensagreen Heating and Air for air that's cool and clean. You better call Sensagreen. Let's get to the phone lines one more time before we get out of here and into the weekend. And Dan in Auburn, you're on the line with Uncle Tebow and Jacob Goins. Hey, guys. Yeah, no, I fully agree with Tebow. Look, you're talking about some of the best receivers we've ever recruited, and you want to get them on the field as fast as possible, get them as much experience as possible. I mean, heck, if Cam Coleman's here early, I, I'd be shocked if he's not the starting wide receiver on day one. And, and I want to throw him 10 passes minimum in the first game and, and, and every game after. So that way, when we go to Georgia or even in the Oklahoma game, we're ready. Like, I mean, we're, we're not – there's no cobwebs. There's not my first catch and my first touchdown. Heck, you know, let those guys have 10 touchdowns before we even get to Oklahoma. Dan, you I'm, know. yeah, I'm with you. I th- I'm a huge believer of baptism by fire. Uh, they'll get the experience very quickly. It's not like these guys haven't been playing football very, for a very long time. Most of these pl- guys are playing against top-notch uh quality uh opponents uh, several times a year anyway that, that will be in the league. And, and look, you know, just for political sake, if you're Auburn and you're recruiting five stars and they come here, throw them out there to tell the rest of the five stars next year that you'll play immediately. No, I, I agree. You know, we went through so many years with Gus, and, and, I, and I like Gus personally, but, I mean, it was always a seniority thing. Yeah, and we right. had five-star guys, you know, or, and high four-star guys sitting on the bench that never even got the opportunity, you know, because, oh, we got to let the seniors play because you know, they have a little bit more experience. I mean, the only way, the way you get experience is to put them out there and throw them the ball. Yeah, so, no, you're absolutely right you know. about that. All right, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Great to hear from you. It's been too long, man. 334-321-1390. And, and yeah, I mean, I think, he's, I think he's right on that. I was saying I would just like to see an experienced guy in there, one or two, right, just to, to have a little guidance, right, a little mm-hmm. um, a mentor, if you will. And I think that's what I wanted Javarius Johnson to be. Sure. Um, but, hey, best of luck to him in the transfer portal. I think he can go be a good receiver somewhere. And if, uh, if the history of Auburn says anything, he'll go and be – he'll be a top – five draft pick next year because that's just how it goes yeah i mean he's a good man who who gave a lot to the program and was with us through a lot of uh tough times you hate to see people go like that in any organization good luck to javarius johnson i don't think that all the receivers are going to be leaving so hopefully there will be some folks that are heading into the spring that'll step up there's a good amount uh, of them though is veteran yeah there are that are veteran uh leaders and can be mentors to the guys coming in but let's not forget this i'm not really sure the number yet but I do know that several of the people on that commitment list 
for Auburn's 2024 uh, recruiting. If uh, if they stick with Auburn, they're going to be here also in the spring. There's a lot of people coming in early, and that's a trend that you'll see in, in uh, uh, more and more of in college football. Oh yeah, that's something that has that's something that's picked up like massively in the last few years is these guys uh, graduating early um, and that type of stuff. And hey, Jack Hudden just texted, and this is a guy we forgot about. How about Caleb Burton? Sure. How about Caleb Burton, who the Ohio State transfer, who didn't see a whole lot of action this year, but man, when he did, you can just see the potential. Man, that guy's an electric receiver. Yeah, just off the top of my head, still left from last year's receiving core, Cam Brown, Caleb Burton, Jay Fair, and I believe Coy Moore will be back as well. So not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got guys to work with. And then you're bringing in the Lewis guy from Georgia State. I still anticipate another wide receiver uh, transfer. And then you have at least four, hopefully, if they stick with you in the recruiting class. And you're looking for that fifth in Ryan Williams. And I can promise you, wherever he goes, he's going to see the field day one. Day one. Well, Uncle Timo, we got about a minute before we get out of here. Thanks to Cincy Green Heating and Air for sponsoring the second hour each and every Friday here during On the Line on ESPN 106.7. This will be the last time we have you in the studio until the next year, man. What are you doing? Well, taking a little time on a... uh, a pre-planned trip next week and then obviously with christmas uh there will be a break here in the studio i'll be back live everyone with you and with jacob here uh at on the line the show that calls it like it is and holds nothing back right on january 2nd it's been a lot of fun this year i want to say merry christmas to everyone and happy new year thank you so much to sense of green heating and air for air that's cool and clean call sense of green 334-704 3274. Boom. There it is. Hey, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the basketball. Enjoy the recruiting. Don't get caught up too much in it now. But we're going to have a lot of fun on this program next week. With all of that, we'll talk basketball, recruiting. Uh, There's so much going on right now. We'll talk about it all come this time on Monday. But again, have a great weekend and come back on Monday, won't you? Two to four, right here on ESPN 1067. Until then, stay safe and I'll talk to you later.